Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Wednesday, February 26th edition of the MEOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'll be taking you guys through the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. Kind of a quiet news day, to be honest with you. Uh, not a lot going on right now. There was the UFC event this Saturday. I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about next week following that event with the new UFC flyweight champion being crowned and probably a number one contender in the UFC women's featherweight division. I should mention myself and Cole Sean broke down that entire card yesterday on this very podcast. So we'll go, definitely go back and check that podcast out from yesterday. But for today, just a, just a few pieces of news. I'll get into it right away. I'll start with Habib Nurmagomedov. He did an interview with TMZ. He talked about uh, Conor McGregor. talked about Tony Ferguson too. I uh, actually praised Tony Ferguson, basically said that Tony's the most talented guy he's ever fought. He's training harder for Tony than he's anyone he's ever fought before. So that's high praise for Tony Ferguson. But, uh, you know, it's good to see Habib taking that fight seriously. I mean, that's a very dangerous fight for both guys. And I'm glad to see Habib is, uh, you know, really recognizing how dangerous Tony Ferguson really is because a lot of us believe that he could be the guy that beats Habib. But as far as Conor McGregor goes, he just basically trashed him once again. Basically said Conor's taking easy fights. He's ducking tough fights. He said the uh, Donald Cerrone fight's a joke, basically. He thinks that Connor should fight and beat Justin Gaethje before he gets a title shot. Basically, Habib said that he doesn't believe Connor deserves a title shot against him. He doesn't want to fight him. But he also admitted that the UFC believes this is the biggest fight out there, and he also thinks that a lot of the fans want to see this fight, and that's why he thinks it might happen. I'm a little surprised Habib said that the fans want to see it, because honestly, I haven't really seen any fans clamoring for this rematch. We've seen this fight. We saw it in October 2018. Habib dominated the fight. I'm not sure anything's changed since that. I know Connor looked good against Cerrone. So did Gaethje. So did a lot of guys. Cerrone's not looking that great lately. I think Connor, you know, I just don't really see him being a threat to Habib at this point. I'd like to see Connor maybe get one more win against Justin Gaethje. He goes out there and smashes Gaethje. Then I'd like to see this rematch. But right now, I'm not interested in it. And I haven't seen any other fans, really. Media members I haven't seen. The only person I've seen that's interested in this rematch is quite frankly, Dana White, because of uh, the money that he thinks he can make from it, because the first fight did so much. You know, when Connor beat Cerrone, none of us were asking for the Habib rematch. We were all like, let's fight, let's see him fight Masvidal. Let's see him fight Usman. No one was saying, let's see him fight Habib. So it's kind of ridiculous if you ask me that he's probably going to that title shot. But again, the UFC is all about making money, and they think the Connor versus Habib makes the most money. That's why they're going to book it. But yeah, Khabib's not a fan of this matchup, guys. He doesn't want it, but uh, if he beats Tony Ferguson, he's going to have to fight Conor next, most likely. So, yeah, um, I should mention Ali Abdelaziz also denied that rumor about Conor McGregor and Justin Gaethje, so that's probably not going to happen. But, uh, you know, if I was matchmaking the UFC, I'd like to see that fight happen next. The winner of that gets a title shot. Speaking of title shots, Jan Blachowicz, he wrote on his Twitter yesterday that uh, he is going to be next live with John Jones. John Jones retweeted the tweet. Don't know if you could read too much into that. Uh, we all think that this is probably going to be the next fight, or Reyes, obviously, could get the rematch. But, uh, you know, I think that Jan deserves it. You know, he's 36 years old now, too. He's not getting any younger. This is probably it for him. This is going to be his only chance to really fight for the belt. If he doesn't get this win, I don't see him ever, you know, kind of getting to the top of that landscape again. Whereas Reyes, he's only 30 years old. He's going to have a lot of more time to uh, get that rematch. I've talked about this in the podcast a lot the last few weeks. I'd like to see Jan fight John Jones, and I'd like to see Reyes fight Diego Santos on the same card to determine who the next number of contender is. Also, speaking of title shots, the UFC bandweight division, fighters in this division continue to criticize the UFC for its decision to give Jose Aldo the title shot against Henry Cejudo, and 
I think for good reason. I mean, this is a very controversial decision by the UFC. It's very rare for a fighter coming off one, let alone two losses to get a title shot. Uh, it's only happened a few other times in UFC history. Tank Abbott was one of the guys. John Lober was one of these guys. But this is back in like the early days, like the 90s. Uh, otherwise, it's very rare. Um, I think Randy Couture might have he might have had a title shot as well. But again, it's, it's very, very rare. So uh, guys coming off two losses just don't get title shots. Uh, in this case, there are other contenders like Aljamain Sterling, Peter Yan. These guys wanted the title shot. Aljamain Sterling said yesterday that he has heard the UFC is considering doing a four-man tournament with the rest of the contenders to determine who should get the next title shot. So Aljamain Sterling says that uh, it's going to be Sterling, Peter Yan, Marlon Marais, and Corey Sanhagen. Those are actually the number one, two, three, and four ranked guys in this division right now. According to Sterling, he's talked to uh, Stephen Morocco at MMA Fighting. He says those four guys are going to be in the mix to fight each other and determine who, I guess, will be the most impressive of the two fights and whoever's most impressive of those winners to fight the winner of Cejudo and Aldo. I'd like to see this happen. I'm a big fan of tournaments in MMA. Uh, four-man tournament's perfect. It doesn't take that long to do. Maybe, like, one fight and then, you know, three or four months later, do another fight. It, it makes a lot of sense to me, uh, especially with this the way this division's looking right now there's a lot of contenders and a lot of guys that deserve to fight for the belt but they gave all the title shot instead so a uh, controversial decision for sure by the ufc to do that you know i i understand it from their point of view they're going to brazil they want someone that can sell tickets i get that i also thought aldo won that fight against marias quite frankly but i think we have to respect the actual results too a little bit and in this case with so many other contenders that are more deserving and on nice win streaks it's just kind of nuts that the ufc is just going to kind of ignore those winning streaks and give the guy that they wanted to win the fight the title shot instead. The UFC is planning an event in Kazakhstan on June 13th. That's pretty cool. Uh, they haven't been there, obviously, before. First time in Kazakhstan. I don't know how many Kazakh fighters are on the UFC roster right now. There might be, like, one or two, if, if anything. There's not too many that I can think of. I'll, I guess I'll look at that right now. Uh, let's see if there's anyone out there. Um... I don't really know for sure. I mean, obviously, there's a ton of Russian fighters. I'm sure they'll fight in that card. Go to look at Topology, see if there's anything in here. Uh, anyone in the UFC that I can that I've heard of? There's a lot of guys with you know very minimal records. I'm sure they'll sign a few of these guys to fight on that card. But uh, yeah, I'm not seeing too much. It's going to be. Uh, let's see this. Yeah, I don't. I don't see a lot, guys. So we'll see. What happens there? There's one guy, Shavat Rachmanov. This this guy apparently will be fighting this card. Oh, he's fighting on March 21st in London. Okay, he's fighting Bartosz Fravinsky. So this guy is the first Kazakh fighter in UFC history. Shavat Rachmanov. He's 12 and 0. He's 25 years old. He's fighting Bartosz Fravinsky in a couple weeks at UFC London. He's actually undefeated at 12 0, so that's a good record. He has a win over Jung Young Park, who's in the UFC right now. It's a good win. Um, this guy's a beast from what I'm looking at. All his wins by stoppage. So maybe this is a guy that they they really like or something. If he beats Fabitsky, that's not an easy fight. It's gonna be a tough fight. But if he beats him, uh, I'm assuming he'll be in this card. And even if he loses, I'm sure he'll be in this card. So yeah, to answer my own question, that's the only guy on the roster right now who is from Kazakhstan. But again, I'm sure they'll sign other guys from that country to make their debut on this card in June. But it is cool they're going to a new location. I love when they go to a new location. It's always a good thing. If 
Fight announcements, very minimal, guys. Uh, one fight announcement here, Adam Piccolotti versus Sidney Allah. This is in Bellator. It's not even in the UFC. Really nothing from the UFC. Piccolotti is coming off of a win over Jake Smith in his last fight. Uh, before that, lost to Benson Henderson. But he's actually won three of his last four fights. This guy's actually not bad. I think a lot of us thought he actually beat Benson Henderson. And if he got the win in that fight, I mean, that would be a huge win for him. So... You know, this guy's not too far, I think, from the upper echelon of the lightweights in Bellator right now. Sidney Olaw, he's coming off a loss to Michael Chandler. He was a huge underdog in that fight. He took it on short notice, got knocked out pretty easily. But before that, I had won uh, 10 straight fights, 9 straight fights, actually, uh, including a win over uh, Roger Huerta in his Bellator debut. So you know, this guy's not, like, necessarily a bad fighter. I think he's pretty decent. He just had a really tough opponent in his debut. I mean, fighting Michael Chandler in your, in your Bellator debut, that is brutal. So that's the only fight announcement I can talk about here. I do have one question here from Kevin Scott. Kevin, appreciate your question. <clears throat> Let me read it right now. It's from uh, an email question. He says, a question for you about Victa's single night tournaments. So far, they've had two. The first one was won by Brianna Van Buren, and the second was won by Miranda Maverick. What's weird is that all three of Van Buren's wins count on her pro record, but the first two of Maverick's wins count as exhibitions. What about that? Now the first two fights of the tournament won uh, fight. So I see the rationale behind making them exhibitions. I just don't like the lack of consistency between the two events. What would you prefer? I can see arguments for either side. I did notice that as well, Kevin. And I was a little confused about it as well. I'm not 100% sure why they did that. Generally, one-round fights are not supposed to be, I think, considered on your pro record because a pro fight's three rounds. But uh, there are fights in, of course, PFL that are on record. So it's kind of weird, man. It could just be. Uh, a decision that the commission made afterwards. They decided they wanted to go to these uh, exhibition fight classification for the one-round fights, but I'm not 100% sure why they did that. I did notice the same thing as you, though. Kind of strange, but, uh, you know, it sucks for Maverick because those are counting as wins on her pro record, but uh, I think we all know how dangerous this girl is, and she'll be in the UFC very soon regardless. I know that in the UFC's minds, there are probably professional fights, in their opinion, of the matchmakers. Another note from Kevin, another note next week, they'll have their third tournament, and this is the event that will debut, open scoring. Open scoring seems weird for an event that will be mostly one-round fights, but I guess it's a good introduction to the concept for MMA fans. Didn't even think about that, Kevin. Great uh, observation here. You're right, for sure. Uh, that is strange. Like, what's the point of open scoring for a one-round fight, right? Very weird. But you're right. I mean, if there's going to be a couple three-round fights on there, that could definitely be like an introduction, but in general, I'm not a fan of open scoring. I don't think it's this be-all, end-all that a lot of people think it's going to be like. People think that open scoring is going to make the fighters fight better, fight harder. These guys are and girls are already doing as much as they can. I I don't believe there are fighters, really, generally, that go in there and, and try to coast. You know, it happens once in a while, like the Brian Carey Michigan fight. That's a classic example. But in general, fighters are always trying to fight. They're always trying to, to get the win. They're always trying to get the finish, in my opinion. I don't really think this open scoring thing is this be-all, end-all, especially when the judges are the same. To me, it's the judges themselves that are the problem. They need better judges, better education for the judges, and probably a refined uh, rule set as far as the scoring goes and how to score fights. But I don't think open scoring is the be-all, end-all. I'm not a big fan of it. I think it does take away a little bit from the anticipation of seeing who won the scorecards at the end of a five-round fight or a three-round fight. Like the Jones and Reyes fight, if we knew already that Jones was going to win, it wouldn't have been that exciting and, and controversial to see what happened at the end of the five rounds. Again, you know, you'd like to see the right guy get the win. 
in that case, I thought Reyes won, but, you know, that is part of the sport. I think the anticipation of waiting for the decision. And Kevin, there's a question for you in the chat. If they're going to do Reyes for Santos to determine number one contender after Yan, I prefer they main event a fight night, so it's five rounds. I was thinking the same thing. I agree with you on that. That should be a five-round fight. But uh, if it's three rounds, you know, that's fine with me too. Anyways, guys, it's going to be it for today's show. In the meantime, you can check me out on Twitter at MMAdamMartin, and I'm available at BJPen.com, MMARange.net, and, of course, the homeless podcast, MMAOddsBreaker.com. Have a great day, guys. I'll be back tomorrow for the Thursday edition of the podcast. Bye.